1: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay, what do you got?
2: Well, guys, the Miami Marlins have made sports history today and not in a way that many would have expected. They promoted Caroline O'Connor to the role of president of business operations, making them the first U.S. major sports franchise with women holding the roles of president and GM. Of course, Kim Ang was named GM in November of 2020. O'Connor is going to handle the -the off-the-field business while Aang continues to run the team on the field. And if you guys remember, O'Connor was initially hired by then-CEO Derek Jeter back in 2017 to serve as Senior VP and Chief of Staff, and she was promoted to COO in 2019. So the Marlins now have the two highest-ranking women in any MLB front office and are leading the way for all of pro sports. So that's what you need to know.
1: Nice. That is awesome. Um... Doesn't that provide inspiration, ladies? It does, and what I would add uh, for the ladies is that if I were Kimming, and um, and what was the young lady's name who's now the president?
2: Caroline O'Connor.
1: Caroline O'Connor. I would urge their owner uh, to spend more money so they can actually win ballgames.
3: See, I, I look at these two ladies as very inspirational because, one, I've got three daughters, and I want to be able to say to them, you could be a GM of a Major League Baseball team. And two, the second reason is now is I'm going to bring it home right here, George, is this gets back to my old Jeff Saturday argument. I got a shot, man. You want to
1: replace Brandon Staley.
3: I would like an opportunity to be an NFL head coach, and I want to be
1: taken very seriously about this.
2: But you're not a woman. No, I realize that, but... I don't get the connection. And you're also
1: not a guy who played in the NFL as a Pro Bowl-like player. All fair
3: points. I will accept all of those things. I'm neither female... Nor am I a former Pro Bowler, and I'm not a Super Bowl champion. But a fresh set of eyes and a new perspective, and some <laughs> outside of the box thinking, George. You just need the right owner. Jim Irsay was the right owner. I got to find whoever the next Jim
1: Irsay is. Well, I don't. Well, mean, look, I, I I do think I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lynn. I
2: was going to say I don't mean to like pull you off of your soapbox, Cappy, but I don't think that hiring a woman to run a baseball team should be considered out of the box i feel like that should just be like a normal thing
3: well let me ask you a question how many women are running major league baseball teams
2: no this, this is the first i that's mean that's why
3: it's considered out of the box i
2: know i'm well there the see, the mariners have a woman as their gm but this is the first where they've had both a president and right the GM. pair yeah. so
3: wait so the mariners have a female gm also yes the marlins and the mariners mm-hmm. wow that's great mm-hmm. fantastic
2: you know, MLB is also doing stuff, like, I just saw this a few weeks ago. They're having, like, a business symposium for women trying to get into, like, the baseball operations part. That's great. Because they don't, you know, and they, they have, you have to, like, apply for it and everything, but they don't really have stuff like that where you can try and, like, develop and further your career on that end for, like, specifically yeah, for women. I don't,
1: I don't know if Jess Mendoza is still a, a consultant for the Mets, but she was for a while, so...
2: Cappy, maybe by the time your girls are done with college, and they're ready to like look for jobs, maybe it won't be so outside the box. You
3: know, I, I don't know if I told you guys this, but my buddy Alex Van Pelt, who's the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns, first Cleveland alert Cleveland of the show.
2: Miller,
1: yep, yep. Yeah, no um, no relation to Scott.
3: No, nope. he has a, an assistant coach on the staff who's like an offensive assistant, and she um, works with their whole offensive staff. And I remember I was talking to her earlier this season going, hey, tell me the story. How'd you get here? And she starts reading off this resume. I was the head coach of this football team, and I was the head coach of this. And, of course, it's no league that any of us have ever seen or heard of, but she worked in the industry of football and now she's coaching inside the Cleveland Browns organization. And so you,
2: you want to know what about her? Her name's Callie Bronson or Bronson. Yep, mm-hmm, that sounds right. She, um, I would argue that she's probably one of the most, if not the most popular coach on the staff, on Stefanski's staff. Like the players love her.
3: Well, she came out to do the postgame tailgate with us and hung out with us for quite a while. And I got to like her myself.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, she's like a woman of the people, just like you, Cap. Yeah. There you that. go.
1: She can win a Mandy, too, next year with you. You I mean, can go up on stage a together. That would be wonderful. There you go. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. All right, Laura, hit it. Monday afternoon, quarterback. Eat it, Bergman. Here we go. He just looked in here like, what the hell? What did I do? I Why are you just calling felt me like out? saying it? Eat it, Bergman. I haven't said it in a long time, actually, either. So there's that. Cappy, here we go. Go ahead. Big games this week that didn't involve the teams we talk about every day. Bills Vikings, which you went out for a run for, but eventually came back and actually saw it. Who are you buying more as a Super Bowl contender? The Vikings or the Bills? Vikings Vikings. 8-1? Oh, really? Yep. Why is that?
3: Look, the Vikings have never really been successful with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. And there's this statistic about primetime games, and he can't win in primetime. And chances are when you get to the postseason, you're looking at primetime games. I think that what the Vikings did by getting rid of their former coach, Zimmer, who was a defensive-minded coach, and going with Kevin O'Connell, the former Rams offensive coordinator, yeah. they've they've become more offensive-minded as an organization. And I think he's getting the best from Kirk Cousins, and they probably have the best receiver who probably made the best
1: catch in the history of the NFL this past weekend. I mean, certainly in degree of difficulty, it's either him or David Tyree in my estimation. But, uh, I see, I'm going to still say the Bills, okay? Because... While I do think the Bills have a fatal flaw, which is they don't have a great running game outside of their quarterback running the ball. Like, their running backs, they just don't... I don't know if it's their offensive line that's not that good or their running backs are just not that good or maybe both, but they are really bad at running the ball, which is why when you don't run the ball well and you don't trust your running backs, you end up fumbling in the end zone and causing your demise, basically. So, I still think it's the Bills, though, only because I, when, when they're right they may be the most talented team in football, arguably. And I still think they're going to get in the playoffs. They may just have to do it on the road, although they're only, what, a half game back in Miami. They, they should still be fine. But the Vikings, to me, here's my issue with the Vikings. While I do love Kevin O'Connell, San Diego State, right? He was Kirk yep. Morrison's quarterback, if mm-hmm. I recall correctly. That's right. And uh, when Kirk was there at San Diego State. and But they their margin of victory, well, I don't think it's yep. the ultimate end-all, be-all, is not great, uh, plus 35 is the second lowest Point differential for a team at eight and one in NFL history. The first was the seventy six Raiders, who actually did win the Super Bowl. But the next like five are are teams that either uh, got bounced early in the first round. Some even didn't make the playoffs uh, for one reason or another. So. I'm not buying that despite, you know, the historical nugget is not great. And I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Well, well, George, uh, but I'm going to look at that exact number
3: you just gave. I'm going to look at it the opposite way, which is you're winning close close games. games. Yeah, you know who won close games last year? Tell me. The Raiders. Okay, they made the playoffs. Right, but they didn't go anywhere. Right, but Derek Carr is not as good as Kirk Cousins, and I happen to think that Kevin O'Connell really?
1: is. A, I, I mean, I think that they, I think Kirk Cousins is better, but I don't think it's like exponentially.
3: Better. No, I mean they're they're both guys who have really big. Nu- Listen, both guys are kind of like what Matthew Stafford was before he got to the Rams. Oh, they're, they're guys that put up big numbers and they don't have wins to show for it. Mm. That's the class of quarterback they were in. Stafford See,
1: elevated out of that by winning a Super Bowl. I I would also, against more subjectivity and nuance here, I would say that Stafford, bigger arm than both of them. So I think that separates him from them, in my estimation, even pre-RAMs. You can have
3: a bigger arm, but the results are still the results. Yeah, but he also played for the
1: Lions. I mean, they're terrible. I mean, the Vikings and well, the Raiders have been pretty yeah, terrible. The too, Raiders are the right Vikings there with have the Lions. not been a terrible franchise. They have been a good franchise. Actually,
3: uh, it was it was, a, it was an amazing game. And I'll just say this: amazing. The way, the way Josh Allen and that fumble happened—that is going to go down in the annals of NFL history. Annals. That's right. That's a good NFL word. That's a, that's like an NFL films word right there. Yeah. It's not something you in use every annals. day amongst your friends. But, but right. But when you're talking about like classic NFL annals okay that game that play will go down as one of the biggest shock moments how could you possibly fumble that snap and how could they score a touchdown when they couldn't score with their
1: offense i I feel like i feel like chris is going to give you an annals in the next uh rejoin if i had to guess but anyway uh cowboys packers has green bay figured something out or is dallas in deep trouble
3: I don't want to say that Green Bay has figured anything out, other than they had an amazing performance by a wide receiver who, when he scored his third touchdown, stood there in the end zone and went one, two, three. Christian Watson, four catches, 107 yards, three touchdowns, amazing day. What school did he go to? Oh gosh, you may have gotten me there. Um, three small school, two. North Dakota, North 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 Texas, North Dakota State. North Dakota State is correct.
1: Yeah. You almost screwed up by saying North Texas.
3: I know, and yeah. that was my way of throwing the dogs in a different direction because I was actually looking at it on my computer. Oh, you cheater. North Texas, North, De- nah, North
1: Dakota State. Yeah, uh, I think Dallas is in deep doo-doo, okay? Let me tell you a stat that I found today when I was doing ATH. Um, the Cowboys in the Dak Prescott era, when they, uh, when they're – pass to run balance is out of whack by over you know 60% to 40% like when they throw the ball more than 60% of the time they are 9 and 30 in the Dak Prescott era. Do you want to know when they're under 60% passing in in their pass to run ratio? Do you want to know what the record is? 30 and 9? 47 and 7. Wow. I mean, come on. And here's the other thing. Their defense was incredible the first couple weeks of the year. But now we're starting to see the last two weeks they've given up over 200 yards. We're starting to see holes in that defense, and that's how you keep that defense in check, neutralizing them by running the ball. I think the the Cowboys are in deep, deep doo-doo.
3: I never liked the Dak Prescott signing coming off the injury because... Dak Prescott is kind of, to me, in that same category. He's a really good player. He puts up big numbers. Oftentimes it's because he has 46 pass attempts like Mm -hmm. he did yesterday. But the fact is, they're not really winning. So I didn't understand the Dak Prescott signing. The, The Cowboys are about offensive line and running backs. But I don't know. I'm not ready to buy into Green Bay just yet. Although they did prove, hey, when Aaron Rodgers is right, when his head's in the game... I mean, they can still make explosive plays.
1: Yeah, and they ran the ball much better yesterday, too, which helps. So, next, Dolphins and Browns. Sorry, Lindsey. Is Tua Tagovailoa a real MVP candidate? And if so, where would you have him? So, I love Tua.
3: I really do. I know so many people were down on Tua coming into the season. I was not one of those people because I kept saying, but he's been hurt from the time he left Alabama through his first two seasons in the NFL. He's been hurt. He also did not have the weapons that he's got now.
1: Oh, my uh, God. He's got the, the best duo in the
3: sport. Yeah, between Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, you've got two really great deep threat playmaking wide receivers. Is Tua a an MVP candidate? Yes, because he's a quarterback. But to me, Tyreek Hill is the big game changer of that Dolphins team this year. But I would put Tua in the top five, I mean, because he surprised everybody. Two Uh, years of mediocrity versus
1: now. So I would give you that he is a candidate, but I do think he's not even the best candidate on his own roster, to your point. I do think it's Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill has changed that franchise. We are now in an era of wide receivers being the game changers that, you know, for years it was like, oh, it doesn't matter if you have a great wide receiver. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with him. I used to have friends that used to say that. (coughs) Evan Cohen, uh, if you're listening. Um, And now that's the era we're in. A a star wide receiver like a Tyreek Hill is more important than your running back. Your running back... Uh, no longer as important, although they do have decent running backs there as well. Uh, the Dolphins are for real. Uh, they're going to the playoffs barring a two injury, I think at this point.
3: And just by the way, on the other side of that whole thing, the Browns are three and six. And this week when the Browns go on the road to the Houston Texans. It's
2: not this week, it's two weeks from now.
3: Thank you for that. When they do when they bring they bring back Deshaun Watson, you talk about a storyline. Watson comes back for the Browns and plays his first game against his former team in their town.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, that is Monday afternoon quarterback, Eat it, Bergman. Coming up next, can, can the Lakers salvage their season? Can LeBron and AD get on the same page? And if so, how can the Lakers get it going? We'll get to all that coming up next.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
3: That
1: thing, that thing. Yeah, yeah. Watch out. Come on now. About that thing, that that thing, thing. that thing. love this song. Mm-hmm. Love Lauren mm. Hill. So, Cappy, yeah, do times. you like a little spicy guacamole or do you like the reg- regular guacamole?
3: Uh, preference would be regular guacamole with hot sauce, but mm. not opposed to a spicy guac. What's going on?
1: Like, remember, because when you and I went to a Cholo, remember, I asked for the table side guacamole and then yep. the guy said, uh, do you want jalapenos or so just light on the jalapenos?
3: Mm-hmm, I do recall.
1: Yeah, just a little light. I mean, I like a little, but not like overbearing.
3: That was the same night as you might remember that I had to stop at the Hilton by the yeah. John Wayne Airport for twenty seven minutes. Yeah, I remember. Same exact night.
1: Yeah.
4: You can't forget that, Cappy. You bring nope. it yeah. up all the time. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it
3: was the it was that's what happened. We were over there having mm-hmm. lunch, you know, and then George had them put in a little bit of jalapeno,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and then twenty seven minutes at the Hilton. Mm.
1: I mean, I love el cholo, man. This stuff is delicious.
3: Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed. It? I did. I did indeed. Hey, you know what? I got to tell you guys something. Just a uh, complete left turn from out of nowhere. You ready oh, for this? Oh, okay.
1: Dude, we should have our own version of the Seinfeld yeah. sound that Mason and Ireland use. We should find another. Room. Actually, you know what? You do qu- left turn. If we could find like a, a, a piece of audio that just has like a car like skidding as like it's turning. Yeah. Or even a record scratch. Actually, the car would be
2: great well, I because. record scratch. Hold up. I like the uh-huh. car better.
3: Yeah, well, the car the car, car works better with this story. Hey, t- you know what today today's a very special day in my life. Oh, people.
1: I know. I saw this on Instagram. Yeah. Today's a
3: special day in my life, Georgie. Yeah, tell me, Booby. I took my daughter for her driver's license this morning at eight a.m. Mm-hmm. She passed with a one hundred percent perfect score. Good job. That, that kid is out driving right now. Yes, and which child is this? This is Julia, and I've got Julia, her on Life Congratulations. Yep, I know exactly where she is right now. Where I've is she? Because on... you're
1: tracking her, yes. Tracking I, her.
3: That's right, I'm tracking this kid. Uh, but now tomorrow morning, I don't have to drive her to school. Oh, man, this is just, my life is about to change for the better. Mignogna, buddy.
1: Yeah, how much did your insurance go
4: up? Exactly that part. Oh, dude,
3: oh, dude. <laughs> I called my insurance on yeah. uh, Saturday morning. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, um, so I've got a kid who's about to turn, uh, about to get a driver's license on Monday." They're like, okay, well, that's going to take your premium from
1: whatever it is per six months yeah. to X plus Y plus Z. Right. Yeah. So basically, like, well, how much? How much? Like, if you had to sign a, per- send me the numbers and I'll give you like a, per- I'll I'll do the percentage increase. How about that?
3: Uh, yeah, I don't mind telling you the numbers. I mean, it's oh, pretty okay. expensive. I mean, it's yeah. it's really expensive when you got four kids.
1: Right. And, they all, um, and you're paying for all their insurance.
3: Well, yeah, and by the way, stupid me, you ready for this? Yeah. Two of my kids are away at college, don't drive, don't have cars. Yeah, so you why are actually, you doing that? Well, I, I got that reduced yesterday. Okay, So smart. they actually they took off $400 for the two kids that, that don't drive in college, but they can still drive during holiday breaks, and they can still drive during like the summertime, and they're insured. But as I saved four hundred per six months.
1: You added Julia for like six thousand.
3: I no, it, it went up it went up by like six hundred. So yeah, so the, yeah. the net was like I, Minus thought I was, 200 still. Right. I was saving four hundred, yeah. and then before you knew it, I was spending six hundred more. Yeah. So yeah, the insurance, not good. Who do you use? Geico.
1: You? Yeah, me too. Yeah.
2: You know what you should do, do, Cap? Tell me. Um when I got my license and my insurance was really high. They had this little device that you can plug in to your car and it's like mm-hmm. your car computer. And it won't penalize you if you drive, like, I guess, recklessly or whatever, but it can lower your insurance based on driving habits. So if your daughter is like only driving to like school and back or practice and back or whatever, and she's a careful driver, after like two months, I think, they re- they evaluate your driving habits and they'll lower your insurance based on if she's a safe driver.
3: They told me that as a matter of fact. You, should and, do you know, it. All of this was done on the app. And it was done with um, like a texting like and going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah you should do it because it saved me like 50 bucks a month. Because when I got my license, my parents made me pay my car insurance.
3: Yeah. I'd like for her to pay her car insurance, but. Uh,
1: yeah. No chance that's going to happen. It sounds like. Nah.
3: Not right now. Although she did tell me she's immediately getting her first job, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, I got news for the Dodgers real quick. You ready? Yeah. Before I get to the Lakers, we can get to the Lakers later. Ken Rosenthal. Of Fox Sports and the Athletics says in what he's hearing as we're getting ready, look, we're a couple weeks away from winter meetings, so like everything's gonna really heat up here very soon. Ken Rosenthal says they might pursue Justin Verlander if Tyler Anderson rejects or accepts his qualifying hour. I
2: Offer. said last week they should do that.
1: Yeah.
3: So Justin Verlander is obviously still a really good pitcher. But how how old is Verlander now? You think thirty seven ish, thirty eight? Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: but he's yeah. he's been really really good. I mean, yes, he struggled in the postseason, but I mean, I guess it's kind of like the MO for the Dodgers pitchers right? Oh, damn. I don't bro. mean that in a negative way. I'm just saying I feel like <laughs> I, I don't know, like he's he's been I mean, he was like a Cy Young candidate this well, past year. Well, he was year. 18 and
1: 4 with a 1.75 ERA yeah. this past year.
2: I think he just he just pitches too much. Like they use him too much, and then by the time the postseason comes around, like, you know, he kind of gets tired.
1: Yeah, he has dead arm like yeah, Scherzer like, did.
2: Yeah, and like Kershaw too. Yeah, that's exa- that,
1: that is exactly the name,
3: Scherzer. That, that's a Scherzer-y thing to say. They used yeah. me too much during the regular season. Now, I haven't heard him say it, but it's a theory that, that Lindsay's bringing up. But I I don't dislike the move. You know, I mean, I, I guess you're probably looking at maybe a two-year deal. I mean, in, unless he's willing to just sign one year for, you know, $25 million or whatever the number would be.
1: My guess is he signs like one of those two-year deals with like an out after one. He's 39, actually. He's going to be 40, bro. Yeah. Okay,
3: that changes things a little bit for me. Yeah. He's 39, old. yeah.
1: It's, he's had a long, long, distinguished career. Yeah. And by the way, did you see his wife? What's his wife's name, the model? Kate Upton. Kate Upton. She's
2: so when, pretty.
1: When they uh, won the World Series, she's beautiful. Um, they. Um, she was asked by A-Rod and Poppy and those guys, like, hey, do you want him to keep playing? She's like, she did the... Uh, people were saying she did the anti-Giselle where she was like, I
2: support my husband. He can pitch as long as he wants, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, she was like, she was like, as long as he's doing what he loves, I support him.
1: Wow. wow.
3: How about yeah. that? In By the, meantime, the way, you see the Giselle, Giselle, Giselle news rumors, today. Giselle,
1: yeah. Giselle uh, hooking up with a UFC guy.
3: Well, that's the report. Yeah, And uh, the, the the next part of the report was that Tom Brady's kind of pissed. Like, yo, hold on a second. We just got divorced. And you're already out being seen
1: with other dudes. You're bringing our kids around other guys. What's going on here? I mean, this is what happens when you 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 let a supermodel walk out.
3: Yeah, I mean, but I will tell you this. I took a long time. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I took a long time before I introduced my
1: kids to the relationship, you know? No, I'm with you on that part, yeah.
2: Well, there's some things floating around the internet that suggest that. Tom, at least, might be questioning the timing of this Uh relationship. And something where, like, she posted on social media about, like, her jujitsu session and blah, 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 like, grounding herself and blah, blah, blah. And I guess Tom Brady posted something like, my days of leaving unwashed dishes in the sink are numbered. And then he deleted it.
3: Well, I'll just say this to all the guys out there. If your girlfriend or wife has a really good guy friend and she runs with him or she cycles with him or she does jiu jitsu <laughs> with him like and she's like no he's just my friend we just ride bikes together he's a really good strong cyclist you know he, he's really strong or hey um your yoga instructor all of a sudden becomes your wife's really really close friend when men and women work out together it has been my experience that they oftentimes then sleep together because the sleeping together is kind of like a form of exercise so i'm just putting that out there for everybody be careful because if, you know, if Giselle was working out with the, with the UFC guy or the MMA guy, and now all of a sudden they're together, who knows what might have been going down.
1: I mean, I love how you're giving that kind of advice.
3: Right. You notice how I use the phrase, in my experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to go any further. I feel like you've already stressed that enough.
3: Yeah. Just want all these guys to understand that.
1: Yeah. Uh, but Justin Verlander, one-year deal or nothing. I'm with Robert Watkins, who tweeted in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. One 40 year years ago. old, bro. Yeah, 40, it's
2: he'll get two or three from someone.
1: No mames, man. Come come on. Well, I mean, you look Wait, what, what the Mets did for Scherzer. I didn't say anything, Laura.
2: Okay.
4: He's Could fine, Laura. Him. He's fine. He's fine. I it's mean,
2: right. if he's if he's a Cy Young candidate and mm-hmm. he's 37 and he can still do it, like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's gonna get at least two years.
3: I'm I'm starting to learn through the LeBron thing. Again, remember, I thought LeBron was superhuman, and I never thought we'd see a decline. I never thought we'd see, you know, injuries, nagging injuries every year, probably related to being 38 and uh, almost 38 and tons and tons of wear and tear. But as I'm seeing LeBron in what I think is physical decline, that that worries me about other guys, a Matthew Stafford or, or you know, a Justin Verlander for that yeah, matter. Yeah, of course, I, he's 40, bro. I,
2: I could be wrong, but maybe, Sedano, you'll agree with me. But I think that LeBron, we would not be seeing these effects so much from LeBron if the Lakers were winning.
1: Well, I if feel you mean like he's got he a better team around him? Yeah, I
2: feel like he's kind of takes his foot off the gas in situations like this. Well, I, I
1: think LeBron always kind of eases his way into yeah. the season as he's gotten older. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, he started doing that in Cleveland, really, um, the second time. Um,
2: but to say that, you know, like he, we're seeing that he's human, blah, blah, blah. I feel like. No, he, but it's both. Right? It's both, Lindsay. He's just, getting older. There's no
1: question he about it. She is. That. You're right. Yeah.
2: But I feel like saying that. Signing him to a, you know, an extension, you're weary about that because of this. I feel like if the Lakers were good, he would be LeBron.
3: Well, but the issue mm, is... Yes and is no. He, 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 old, ahead, the Kevin. younger LeBron, at least this is just my perception, younger LeBron would have put everybody on his back and put a cape on and would yeah. have won games. Correct. Whereas now almost 38-year-old LeBron is on a team that doesn't have as much talent and they're 3-10 and, and he's missing games because he's hurt again.
1: Uh, yeah, and he's also older, and it's hard. He's going to get injured more, and that's the reality of the situation. Uh, Daniel Allen tweets in the Sedano cap circle of trust. Hey, that's some super specific advice, Cap.
3: It really is. But remember, <laughs> but remember what I said, George.
1: Now, was it the yoga instructor, the bike rider? Because the bike rider got a lot more run. It felt like <laughs> than anyone else in that conversation.
2: Yeah, I feel like you're like you have like some kind of
3: but if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring
1: delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
2: Thanks, Christopher. By the way, Ocean's Eleven, probably like top three of my favorite movies ever.
3: By the way, Love Bernie it. Mac, a top 10 Stand-up comic for me. Love Bernie Mac as a stand-up. I
1: ain't afraid of y'all mother of Bernie Mac is fantastic. Uh, I would also say no munches about, uh, you know, I mean, it's your movie list, but I mean, Ocean's 11, top three is.
2: I love that movie. It's a
1: weird movie. I love it. You don't even understand.
2: I love it. I just love like how in a movie like that, where it's like almost like a thriller, how everything comes together at the end. Yeah. You know?
3: Has anybody here seen Bernie Mac, uh, Deaf Comedy Jam? where he says all that, y'all don't even understand. I Ain't Afraid of Yama. Anybody seen that?
1: Uh, seen that? I probably have, but I don't remember it off the top of
3: my head. I mean, come on. It's like one of the Bernie Mac. Like, it was a deaf comedy jam. The crowd was killing all the comics, and Bernie Mac just came out and tore it up. Anybody see Dave Chappelle on SNL? Yes. I did not. It no. was very funny. Yeah, his yeah. opening monologue was very funny. I
2: thought it was funny, and people were like yeah. outraged over it. And it's like, if you're going to get outraged over that, like, what is comedy anymore? Again, what,
3: is, out,
1: what were they what outraged have over? What I said about America? The the um, outrage is the new pastime.
3: I read all that outrage, and I went, "I better go watch this for myself." And I oh, saw yeah. Dave Chappelle, and I was it like, was "Oh my god, this is a great opening monologue. But,
2: By the way, you guys don't like Ocean's Eleven um have you ever seen it's not that? that we don't
1: like it i just don't think it's like a, that either, i just that good it's i just good. like it's how
2: how everything comes together at the end and you're like oh my god that's crazy um similar movie logan lucky have you ever seen that movie with channing tatum not. and adam driver it's nope. similar where they like try to rob like a, a nascar uh racetrack like during one of the biggest races no, of the year I have not it's fantastic that. it's yeah. really really good movie so watch that next time you're bored okay logan uh, paul right, no no logan lucky Oh, Logan Lucky. Logan what Powell, do we got, Lindsay? Okay. So, the American Dental Association, the ADA, of course, is Ah. speaking out suggesting that patients refrain from cannabis use before their visits. Mm -hmm. This comes after a recent survey found that more than half of dentists reported that their patients arrive to appointments high on (laughs) cannabis or another drug. (laughs) According to researchers, showing up for a dental appointment while you're high can limit the care dentists are able to provide due to the way that cannabis and anesthesia impact the central nervous system. Oh. Are you guys people who hate The dentist so much that you need or want to be high. Swipe left or swipe right. Sedano.
1: No, swipe left. I mean, I just go to the dentist and deal with whatever the ramifications are and that's it. Yeah.
3: I'm also swiping left. Not only do I not hate the dentist, I love the dentist. I just got my teeth cleaned about Wait, three weeks nobody ago. Nobody loves the dentist. Yes, no, I no, hold on. No I lunches, love this,
4: okay? the dentist. Love no
2: the no dentist. memes. You too, Laura? I love the dentist. Travis loves the dentist. Yeah. Loves the dentist? I love the dentist, and I'm yeah. the, best, the best dentist ever. I so go back I to my know? dentist in Cleveland. Shout out Dr. Shia, um, because he's such a good dentist that I love going to him, and he always makes time for me when I go home.
3: Let me tell you yeah, something. I love going, going awesome. to the dentist because- I love when the girl cleans my teeth, the hygienist, and she gets in there, and I can hear that sound like the chalkboard. Yeah, who loves and I, that? And though? I love oh the me, blood. Are in weird. it. weird. Like, make Ew, bleed, that hurt part, me bleed. that? No,
2: no, 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 no. That's, that's just some kind hurt of hurt me. Gum, yeah. Laura. If your your gums are bleeding, that means you have like gingivitis. Yeah, yeah, you have some problems. You, that means
1: you better get some of that like extra strength, uh, you know,
4: crests.
2: Yeah, Listerine and all
3: that other
4: stuff. ask everybody
3: here a question? Just want to make sure I understand one thing. Yeah, Laura, did you go to dental school?
4: No, I did um, not. Lindsay, did you go to dental school? I did not.
2: No, but no, my but
3: we no, know George it, Zidano, did you go to dental school? No, but did you? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, not. I, I did not. I mean, I just failed out. I just it's failed common out knowledge,
2: school. Cap. Though, if your yeah. gums bleed, that means there's something wrong. Like you have like gum inflammation yeah. or whatever. You yeah. need to floss well, more. Yeah. I just yeah. want
3: yeah. her. No, no, I floss a lot. I just want her to go deep. That's all. And her.
2: How me. often do you floss, Cap?
3: You're Every not a player. Just two times a day. Times a day. Double flosser.
2: I do too but that's cuz I have a water pick and it's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god that oh, thing
4: really? is great. If you don't Best have one ev- ever. Yes, you need no, I don't to get that. do have one of those. Oh, really? The, uh, oh yeah. No. Happy like twice the old a day.
3: Now do you
1: use like flossers or the floss?
3: No. Oh no, flossers, the ones with the like the little green thing. Oh, yeah, we've had this and discussion. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. those are not those. good. They're those not. Good.
4: You need the you need the actual string and then you and need to pull floss. it all the way through. Yes. And then I use my water pick thing too. It's like it's amazing. All right, water pick. You guys know
3: Great. It's what, I, it's what I. need for Christmas. Yes, Water that's pick. what you
2: need. Yeah. Water pick. Now we know. Life changer. Waterpik, it right. is. It really they even is. have like portable ones that you could take with you now with like okay. little batteries. Yeah, I have so. one.
4: The little yeah. USB make sure charger. I get the portable one, yeah. please. So okay. good. And, and get a better dentist, man, because it's not supposed to hurt.
3: Oh no, I want it to hurt.
4: You're so. weird. I like like the he gritty so polish See? at the Always end. Always extra. I know. like the foam like once they put the little foam at the end because like for me I never get bad news at my dentist and I hate that my dentist retired so I need a new yeah, one I I've enough. never
1: had a cavity uh, you know fingers crossed so. yeah, really see, never in your whole yeah. life never
2: my, never. my dad is in his sixth, late 60s he'll be 70 next year and he just had like his first cavity since he was since he had like his baby teeth like wow. last week he has his first mm. cavity yeah it's called good hygiene man just crazy
1: mm. alright what's next look
2: so the NFL Players Association is calling on six venues to change their current playing surfaces. The mm. NFL PA president, J.C. Treader, said on Saturday that the league should ban the slit film playing surfaces that are used in Cincinnati, Detroit, Indy, Minnesota, New Orleans, and New York. They say that the turf in those stadium results in statistically higher in-game injury rates involving non-contact and lower extremity injuries. So do you guys agree that turf should be banned? from NFL stadiums for player safety. Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy.
3: Swipe left, I do not agree. Uh, It does surprise me that the league itself, though, doesn't say this is the turf that we use. In, you know, the whole league, every stadium that uses an an unnatural surface, because you mentioned New Orleans, they're indoors. You mentioned Indianapolis, they're indoors. Minnesota is indoors. Cincinnati's outdoors. But most of those venues you mentioned are indoor venues. Why is it that the NFL doesn't say this is the turf we use so that it's the same and it's consistent? Because the data for injuries on a surface should be relatively easy to find.
2: Well, I think that's the argument that they're making, that in these specific stadiums that...
1: They're using the old school turf, or older school turf, basically, the slim fit, right.
3: Surprises me.
2: Why sl- I'm have, sorry, like,
3: slit
1: film. No,
2: they they should either. all just use Slim grass. Fit,
1: like the jeans, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. They should all just use grass, right? Well,
1: well
3: you I, can't use grass in, in a lot Harder in some of places. places
1: than others. Yeah. Um, but you can use the, the, there is the, you know, the extra fancy field turf that you can put in. Yeah.
3: Like I mean, at, the stuff at, they've got at yeah. Dallas or at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, SoFi, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's
1: a perfect example.
2: I um, mean, if they can use grass in Cleveland Brown Stadium, they can use it anywhere.
3: Well, there I mean, are certain fair. venues that still have grass. I mean Cleveland, Pittsburgh, these are places where they still choose to use natural grass. Even in Arizona, it's a dome, but they bring the grass field outside of it.
2: Yeah, they just like rolling in on on like wheelbarrows.
3: Yeah, but then you know, some of these older stadiums like the one in New Orleans or the one in, in uh yeah, Indianapolis might be hard.
1: Yeah. Uh Brandon Hooper tweets us and says, Tell at Lindsay Baseball, Oceans Eleven is one of my favorite movie franchises and Logan Lucky is one of Daniel Craig's best performances. Thank you. So there you go. I just told her, Brandon.
2: Wow,
3: there's a love connection for you right there.
2: I yeah. mean, they are both really good movies. Yeah. If you're All into right. that type of what, thing. What's next, Liz? All right, so we got into this a little bit, but I want to get your guys' opinion on something. So Jeff Saturday obviously made his debut as the coach of the Colts on Sunday, helping the team to a 25-20 victory over the Raiders. Well, after the win, Saturday gave an impassioned post, post-game speech in the locker room, uh, where he was also presented with a game ball by Colts owner Jim Ursay. But here's a little clip of what it sounded like.
1: Been a hell of a week, man. Been a a tough one on all of you. Can't tell you how proud I am of each and every one of you. Coaches, players, staff, everybody stepped up. All three phases, man. Things we talked about, offense, ran it for over 200. Mm -hmm. Threw it for over 200. Defense, shut 28 down, 77 yards rushing. Had to make a play on 70 at the end, what we do? Make Make a play at the end. Make a play at the end. hardest the longest man that's how this game is decided the most physical football team won today can't tell you how much i appreciate hey parks congrats man
2: So the colts players were obviously fired up during the speech and reports say that they've already started to buy into saturday and that they feel he could revive the team and help them go on a run so with the Colts at 4 and 5 and 2 games behind the Titans who lead the AFC South, do you think they still have a shot at the playoffs? Swipe left or swipe right, Sidano.
1: Do they still have a shot at the play I mean, yeah. I mean, that division is a dumpster fire for the most part. I know the Titans are the best team and have been for a minute, but
3: And were the number 1 seed in the AFC last year.
1: Yeah. Um right, but they play in that because they play in that soft division. But the Titans are also dealing with injuries this year. Uh Tannehill's been hurt. Um you know, Derek Henry got kind of shut down a little bit yesterday despite them holding on. So they're not unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination. And yeah, I, I, I just think that division, I guess, technically is still winnable. So I'm not going to say completely that. I'm not going to say no completely, but I don't think it's likely is what I would say. So I would swipe. I guess if I'm swiping in one direction. I would swipe left. Step.
3: I'm also going to swipe left because I believe that there is still a chance. You know, Jeff Saturday is completely fresh blood and, and he's got a whole different tone. And the one thing about you know, I know the coaches are offended. How dare they bring somebody in from television that's never coached, Man, hasn't Cowher gone was on the like grind,
2: about it? Oh yeah,
3: I mean, Bill Cowher was sticking up for every guy who's been working for twenty years who's just still having a hard time getting a coordinators position, even though he's qualified for it. So I understand what Cowher was doing. He called it like straight up disrespectful. It's the and, and a travesty and all these other things. But Jeff Saturday is a respected guy. He was a Super Bowl champion. He was Peyton Manning's center. He's a football guy. And so even though he chose after his career to not go into coaching and to go into TV, doesn't mean that he can't walk into a locker room and be related or relatable. I mean, what's the difference between Jeff Saturday becoming an NFL head coach and Steve Nash becoming an NBA head coach?
1: Um, well, that one also didn't work out so well. It didn't dog. work out, this really and this may not work example. out. No,
3: but but you understand what I'm saying is it's very simple. He had the credentials as a player, and that's why they assumed that players would give him respect.
1: Oh, no, I, I don't disagree. I, I agree with that part of it. Um, I also think that would have and, and I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, I don't think that it was worth the uproar that it got. Like, I felt like initially I was like, yeah, look, there are probably, and, and no, I felt like this for sure. There are certainly coaches on that staff, and and Marcus Spears said this on ESPN um, the next day, regardless of whether they're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, male, female that feel like, yo, I've been at this for a really long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is, why does he get to cut the line? Like, I can understand those people yeah, being upset. That is a normal human reaction. Right. Um, but to your point, um, I feel like the oh, it became an overreaction. Like when Bill Cowers out there acting a fool on television, like I felt that was silly.
3: I just understand why Cowher is offended on behalf of coaches because coaches grind right, to get again, to head coaching Bill Cowher jobs. got a TV job with no TV experience. And that's exactly right. That's exactly my point that maybe, maybe it just goes to show you that the football analyst can go from TV to the sideline n- no different than the football coach or player can go from the field into the broadcast industry. It might actually work both ways.
1: Believe yeah. it or not, here's what I would say. You should go on like a, on one of these shows and like go up against Stephen A. Why don't you just call Stephen A. right now and say you want to be on first take? Okay. Well, and why if Jeff why Saturday can go and coach a team and win a game, you should yeah. be on first take. Well, there's no question about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I like, agree.
2: I feel like the point he's making. Although yeah.
1: I feel like Stephen A. would dominate you. Yeah. You think so? Oh, oh my god! If you think Lindsey and Laura and I pound <laughs> on you, could no, you, no, 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 I No, no. I would love the chance. Don't get me wrong. Stephen A. and I had
3: a radio show together many, many generations ago, and we would go back and forth back then. I would love to do it. Um, no question. I'd love to do it. Just the same way Chris Russo does it, or Max Kellerman did it before that. I'd love to do it.
2: But you yeah. know, I've noticed when he does like the radio hits, he's like so much more subdued.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He's like a whole different person where he talks with his. Very we confidence. should have him
1: on again. They haven't had him in a long time. Yeah. Oh, he's just so busy. Like I don't want. I hate bothering him. Uh, I'll I him. He I don't totally, care. totally do it. Yes, you're totally. okay. I don't there. care. I'll I, text him right now. No, do not do that. Um, and, but I, see, I, you can tell the difference. Like Cappy is immediately like, yeah, let's have money. Let's do yeah, this. That's fine by that. me. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I'm more like, nah, bro. He's busy. Don't bug him. I
3: don't feel like I'm bugging him. If I text him,
1: <laughs> you may feel like you're bugging him. I do. I don't feel like I want to infringe on whatever little time he has.
3: So well, then you, know. you phrase it that way. Hey, man, I know you're busy as hell, but if you if you can but possibly no do matter 10 what, minutes, I don't want to infringe it. on
1: your time, but I'm going to infringe on your no. time. No, it's <laughs> like, hey,
3: man, I know you're busy, but bro, if you can, if you can spare ten minutes, we'd love to have you on. This isn't Kansas City calling. This is L.A.
1: calling. He,
2: he does. He does love us. He always came out with Mason and Ireland. But again, I feel like we stopped having. Although him he, him did, on because he's did, so he did, he did kind of give
1: Mason Ireland the the side eye one time. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I'll tell you want to tell the, I'll tell that story on the other side. You were part of their show at that
2: time. If I, it's, if it's the, the time you're talking about, which oh. I'll say times. they've
1: talked about it. This is not like yeah. a secret. Yeah. yeah. So let, let we can do that on the other side. Plus, I, I let me get back to the Lakers. We never actually did the topic in the 15 segment. Um, can't How can the Lakers salvage the season? I do think there's a little slither of hope and I want to get into the Chargers and Niners too. I know Cappy has to have a million thoughts since he thinks he can replace Brandon Staley already. Why not? Uh,
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Have you ever actually listened to Yanni, by the way? Can't really say that I have. Me neither. Although I know exactly who he is.
3: Yeah, I kind of confuse Yanni with uh, Bocelli. No, completely different sounds. I know, but that goes to show you I don't know anything about Yanni. Now, Bocelli I've seen in concert now since I've seen him. three tenors, for God's sake. Who, Yanni? No, the Bocelli. The Bocelli. Yeah. But he got that song that was in uh, uh, Step Brothers, the one about the, um, the Catalina wine.
1: The wine mixer, yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That song, yeah. So when it, you know when he when he sang it at this concert that I saw him at, I was like the one song I was like, yeah, I know this yeah. song.
1: Yeah, hell Yanni's yeah. more of a jazz guy,
3: is he? Yeah, yeah. I don't know Yanni at all. Don't know his work.
2: I like know his name, and I feel like maybe if I heard a song, I'd be like, oh, okay. But like, I don't know. I can't associate him with like his Me music.
1: Yanni is actually Greek. It's actually Yanni's Grisomalis. Mm Hmm. Yeah.
3: Sounds like you know a lot about him.
1: I only know that. I just know he's Greek. I know his real name, and that's pretty much it. Uh, before I get to the Lakers, I'm going to Eugene this weekend to call this Utah game.
3: Oh, goodness on ESPN gracious, Radio. man. Oh, come on, dude. What? You know, Oregon and Utah this weekend, right? Yeah. UCLA and USC this weekend, right? They all screwed it up. Well, I mean, at least Oregon and UCLA did, and I knew. I, I yeah. said it to you last week, and I said it to DeMarco on Friday. I'm very worried about UCLA underestimating Arizona and yeah. looking ahead to USC. Yep. Jed and Fish, And I can't tell you for sure if they were looking ahead, but I can tell you that it's very easy to look an Arizona team, overlook an Arizona team. I've seen them play a couple times this year. They're not as bad as their no, record.
1: They're not. And they, there's some talent there. And Jed Fish, um, former UCLA coach, right? So he, he's familiar with UCLA. And uh, there's a little revenge factor there. Yeah, they blew it. I watched that one on the plane. I couldn't believe it. I didn't get a chance to watch to watch the Washington Oregon game because I was busy busy driving back to from South Carolina from Columbia to Charlotte. But um, and I was listening to the Alabama game. But the yeah that dude that that UCLA I couldn't be, I I called Bergman this morning. He was so mad. So well, what,
3: what, you know what it makes me mad about is yeah. not so much UCLA. It's the USC angle to it all. You see, right. with USC. Yeah. Now not having UCLA as a highly ranked opponent that people actually yeah. respect, that right. people are going to look at UCLA and they're going to... So They've got to win. Them, right. they got to so crush them. If not USC, crush them. They, shouldn't, they don't have to
1: crush them. They but even if
3: them. they do. But even if USC does crush UCLA... No, not crush, what? though. No, no but let's just say, for example, let's that they just win say. by 30 points.
1: 30? Okay? I'm just giving you... I'm saying they blow them out. Right? Oh, they're going to be mad. All the Bruin fans. Laura's going to be very upset when yeah, you Yeah, but I'm just
3: giving them. an example here. No, they're going to believe it's true. Okay, look if USC beats up on <laughs> UCLA the way they did against Colorado, yeah. okay, you know what people are going to say? They're gonna say, Yeah, it's not that USC's so good. It's that UCLA's so bad. Oh. And so so from a USC perspective, USC actually needed UCLA to win this weekend yeah. so that if, if they're going to yeah, have a real course. chance they to wanted get it to into win the out. Yeah,
1: to be uh, one-loss teams together, basically. This yeah. is what the Pac-12
3: does to itself.
1: The old switcheroo. Yep. Yeah. But it's going to be cold as a mofo. Really? Yeah, bro. When I'm doing that game in that booth, it's going to be like 30 degrees at like game time, like 35 degrees. Who else is in that booth with you? Uh, Tom Ramsey, former speaking of UCLA, former UCLA legend at quarterback. All right. Yeah. This is on radio? It is on ESPN Radio, on right. many fine affiliates and Sirius XM Channel 80. Very nicely done. Good I good might game. be on this. It might actually be on this station, actually. Yeah, it is, actually. Bergman told me they're carrying that game. We're airing Oregon and in U- in Utah? Yeah, we got nothing else on Saturday. There's no Lakers. All right, let's do it's it. It's gonna be me, baby. Let's do it. So, um, freezing my booty off. You yeah. took us. Yeah, my took us. Yeah. Good job. I can't believe foot. Oregon lost though. That really, because at least Oregon, if Oregon against a two loss Utah team, like that feels good, right? Like one loss, two loss, it's still something. The Pac-12 totally shot themselves. In the no,
3: game. they do it to themselves all the time. There's Every always damn these late time. Season upsets,
1: right? Ah.
3: Yeah, But the Arizona over UCLA was even worse.
1: Yeah, that was way worse for sure. I'm giving you that. Uh, So the Lakers. Cappy? Yep. If LeBron and AD can get on the same page and they actually make a move. Mm -hmm. Okay? And by the way, we had two previous seasons uh, of them being on the same page totally fine. And then last year in a limited sample size, not having great minutes together. And this year, not great either. Like, it's okay, but it's not great. So I feel like there can be there needs to be some sort of uh, come to Jesus moment with them to figure it out on the floor which I think they can. But the rest of those the, the rest of this group needs to be altered and if they can do that I don't think they'll be complete cellar dwellers and I think they can even be in that play-in playoff mix. Now I I don't I don't I can't guarantee I, I well I feel fairly confident as long as those two guys are healthy that they'll be in that mix. But like I'm looking at this this right now, like you're gonna tell me you're telling me that the Lakers can't be in the playing when Sacramento and Oklahoma City at the moment are in there.
3: I mean, Sacramento did just come down to L. A. and beat the Lakers.
1: And by the way, I heard that Sliwa had a bet that he lost with uh, Taylor, their board up. Taylor's a Kings fan, mm-hmm. and. Slee was supposed to wear a King's jersey. He wore it for like three minutes and that was it. How come they didn't make him wear it for the whole show? Well,
3: what was the bet?
2: That he 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 had to wear wear the the King's jersey. jersey. He wore it for like the first segment and then he took it off.
1: What the hell? What kind of bet is that? I don't
4: know. That's Taylor's fault. He did not probably specify, you know, the rules. And Slee just got a loophole out of it. No,
1: I would have said if I were Taylor, I'd be like, yo, you got to wear the whole thing. Well, yeah, but
4: if he
2: didn't, then, you know. Slee so actually paid his bet.
4: He wore it. He wasn't told how long, and he took it off. Knowing Taylor,
2: I mean. though, he's such a nice guy. He, he probably didn't want to start any trouble. <laughs>
4: I would have been like, nah, bro. Like, If it would have been capping me, and he had to wear something Dodger, I'd be like, you wearing it for two weeks.
3: Right. Two Laura weeks, like, bro. She would have been like, nah, bro. <laughs> and then I would have said, if I would have won, I'd be like, nah, sis, you got to wear that doo-doo brown.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't make that bet. Oh, because
3: yeah. you don't want to take that risk.
4: No, because the doo-doo brown don't look good on me. So, you doo-doo know. brown! No, no I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. So George,
3: you're telling me, I'm telling you that the Lakers snapped another five-game losing streak and their record is 3 and 10 and today yeah. all of a sudden you're showing up like Mr.
1: Optimistic? No, no, I'm not. They're not that good. They need to make What I'm saying is if you want to salvage this season, you have to do it now. Like you can't you can't wait any longer. Like they're 3 and 10, bro. They're not going to get that much better. Like they have to Make a move sooner rather than later. This is not, this is no longer a let's wait and see kind of situation, despite the fact that, because I know what's going to happen. Oh, they play Detroit and San Antonio, and they play San Antonio three times in the next five games. And yeah, okay, in theory, you should win, hell, probably all three, but at least two of those San Antonio games. You should win the Detroit game, and Indiana's also tanking in the next six. So you got to go at least three and three. And if, But if you you run the risk that if you don't, then teams realize how desperate you really are, which is not good for them.
3: I'm not so sure I really want the Lakers to make a big move right now because as much as you're talking about salvaging the season, I'm actually thinking about the next two seasons. I'm thinking about getting done with this season, Bro, getting Russ's money back.
1: Did you and, not read the and, Chris Haynes report? Yeah, I read it. I mean, he said basically that, like, LeBron's not going to want them to stand pat, dude. Like, oh, are you, oh, wait, wait. I thought LeBron's you? not in charge. Well, he's not going to be happy about it. He's not oh. in charge. But here's the thing. Why are you saying, oh, I thought LeBron's not in charge, when clearly if he was in charge, they would have made a move by now. You don't. Well,
3: all, all I'm telling you is, is that if LeBron's unhappy and that's the report, yeah, hey, look, I'm, I'm I'm really sorry, LeBron. I'm sorry you're unhappy, but I don't want to trade these two picks. I'd rather wait and get to the end of this season, wait, and then but we'll that's load not up for the next two years. Okay,
1: do you want to, want to role play? You want to be Rob? Depends. Who are you going to be? I'm going to be LeBron again. God, I don't want to be Rob. All right, go ahead. I'll be Rob. All right, let's do it on the other side. All right,
3: all right.